Are you an accredited investor looking for a new opportunity to generate passive income and build the retirement of your dreams? Then elevate your investment game with Viking Capital, where wealth meets wisdom. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out, Viking Capital can help guide you towards financial freedom through passive real estate investing. With strong and transparent underwriting, Viking identifies low-risk opportunities with the goal of preserving investor capital and maximizing long-term growth potential. And their accessible and responsive investor relations team will help you understand how each investment will impact your unique financial goals. With $800 million in assets acquired, more than $230 million in equity raised, and more than 5,000 units under management, Viking Capital is your path to early retirement. To learn about Viking Capital's latest investment opportunity, which is available for you right now, visit go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best. That's go.vikingcapllc.com forward slash best to get started today. Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, Promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Think about your investor avatar. Produce it only with them in mind. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks, just that person. And you will then attract more ideal investors. Welcome to the Best Ever Show, the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Best ever listeners, welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Slocum Reed and I'm here with Adam Gower. Adam is joining us from Beverly Hills, California. He is the founder of Gower Crowd, which builds real estate crowdfunding platforms for sponsors, serving as a digital marketing agency to major syndicators and professional investors. A thousand episodes ago, or just over a thousand episodes ago, he was on our podcast, episode 2031, Digital Marketing to Fund Your Deals with Dr. Adam Gower. In his current portfolio, he's a GP in over 15 million in assets under management and an LP in another 12. Adam, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're currently focused on? You know, and not wanting to repeat myself from a thousand episodes ago, I will tell you that I actually started in real estate investments and finance in the early 1980s. So I'm not going to go all the way back there. But in the last eight years since the JOBS Act was passed and since real estate crowdfunding or syndication online became legal, 
We have developed an expertise for helping sponsors to raise capital online. And that's what we do. We build robust digital marketing platforms. Our clients manage probably in excess. It's on my website, it says 25 billion, probably more than that. And they have raised hundreds of millions of dollars using our systems. So at a high level, that is what we do, Slocum. Hope that answers your question. It does. You were telling me before we started that you build the shovels for the gold miners. That yeah. makes a lot of sense in context. Adam, I have several questions here. Sure. You're building crowdfunding platforms. Right. So would it make sense for anyone who is raising capital through a syndication to be working with you in this manner? Those are the only people that we work with, Slocum. We work with capital raisers, people who are raising capital. Yes, that's what we do. And we bring them from the dark ages of doing it all in person. And we help them to create robust lead generation systems that attract, nurture, and convert accredited prospects into being active repeat investors with them. That is exactly what we do. So anybody who's out there wanting to raise capital or wanting to raise more capital, those are our clients. That's exactly what we do. Adam, I'm having a bit of a mental hurdle here. I'm going to ask you to jump it for me. Sure. So I tend to think of what most apartment syndicators do and what Joe Fairless teaches in his book, the best ever book on apartment syndication. I tend to think of that as very different from crowdfunding. Let me talk about uh, the assumptions that I'm making in my head so sure. that you can debunk them for me and for our listeners. Sure. So most syndicators, especially newer syndicators in my experience are looking to develop some level of personal relationship with their investors such that when they have an opportunity, they have people that they can call on or send an email to whatever the medium of communication is. It is direct from sponsor to potential investor. And then that personal relationship is nurtured. When I think of crowdfunding, I think of if I can be terse or crude, build a website get thousands of people to look at investing opportunities, click some buttons and invest some money. And I'm not thinking about a personal relationship being involved. I also make the assumption that there will be investment opportunities that are significantly smaller than most indicators are looking for because a crowdfunding platform makes it possible to raise capital in smaller amounts. Now, I'm sure some of our best ever listeners are more sophisticated than I am in this regard, but I imagine a lot of them are making similar assumptions to me. When you say crowdfunding for syndicators, tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. Okay. So it's interesting that you bring that up, actually. So I've had this debate. I've written several books. One of them was called Unleashed. And in Unleashed, we analyzed the scale of the business of what I call the crowdfunding business, but it's actually online syndication. And I have had considerable debate with all of the major crowdfunding platforms about the use of the term crowdfunding. You're quite right to pick up on that. Technically, Slocum, you are right. Technically, typically, it is not technically crowdfunding. Technically, crowdfunding is Regulation CF, which is Regulation Crowdfunding, or Reg A+, which is also essentially crowdfunding. That means going to non-accredited investors as well. What we focus on, again, getting technical, 
is Reg D 506C offerings. And these are offerings where you are allowed for the first time since the Jobs Act of 2012 was passed to do general solicitation. In other words, you're allowed to advertise, basically. It's prohibited to advertise before. So we use the term crowdfunding very loosely. The term really more accurately would be online syndication, where you syndicate your deal online. Now, let me talk about personal relationships. Slocum, seriously, in the course of my career, I've raised over 500 million in equity, but I've got an extremely long career as well. And all of that capital was raised exactly the way that you describe it in person. But the only reason it was done in person was because regulations mandated that you had to have a pre-existing relationship with a prospect. Plus tech and communications throughout my career, I was around before faxes for crying out. I remember telexes, right? So in like hundreds of years ago. So you had to establish a personal relationship with somebody. Investors and sponsors alike, yes, they want that personal relationship, but what they don't want is to have to do it in person. So when you're raising capital online and all of your listeners, just think about this or, or viewers, think about it this way. Slocum, I don't know if you've raised money, but I would challenge anybody listening to think about their best investor. Think about one investor and then have that person in your mind's eye right now. Cast your mind back to how did you meet them? Was that an introduction? Was it a conference? Then what did you do to follow up? Did you make a phone call? Did you book a meeting? Then what happened? Then you had a meeting. They asked you questions. You answered those questions. And the chances are that over a sequence of many, many meetings, phone calls and follow up, eventually, if you are lucky, most of them might tell you we're not going to invest. So you know you don't have to deal with anymore. If you're unlucky, they just keep dragging you along. And if you're really lucky, they might invest. But the pathway from first contact through to actual investing is what we used to call in the industry the dog and pony show. You constantly have to go out and meet these same people. You're repeating the same story that you've got, your background, your experience. You're repeating it again and again and again. It's very tiresome. It's inefficient use of your time. And guess what? As fabulous and as charming a person as you may be as a sponsor, nobody wants to sit down with you for an hour or two hours over lunch to be pitched. They don't want to do that. Now, those folk who are not watching, I am waving my phone at the screen to say this is how people want to invest. They said one of the beauties of using technology is that investors want to be able to do research on you anonymously. They want to be able to do that online. They want to be able to look you up. They want to be able to see your LinkedIn profile. They want to look at your website. They want to figure out what you do, how you do it, how well you've done, what kind of reputation you've got. And they want to do all of that before they ever speak to you. So if you digitize your entire picture, right, all your story, and that's all it's as basically all online syndication is again, AKA crowdfunding, but online syndication, basically all you're doing 
is digitizing your entire story, putting it up on your website, pushing it out to social media so that people find you, travel back to your website and sign up. They're able to do their research on you easily and anonymously. And the first actual point of contact that you have with them in person is most likely only going to be at the conversion point, which means the kinds of questions that our clients hear, instead of what you do, tell me about your background, none of that stuff, because that's all online. They can consume that and understand it in advance. The kinds of questions that we get are, can I use my IRA to invest? Will you send me the documents by FedEx? I don't trust signing online. In other words, they've gone through the entire sales process and all that's left is the mechanics of actually placing the investment. That's typically what we see. And that slocum is syndication online, AKA crowdfunding. Adam, it's really clear that you know your stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the purposes of this conversation, we're recording at the end of January, 2023. And a lot of high powered people in the commercial real estate investing space have some high powered opinions about what is coming next. Mm. So what our listeners will be thinking about with regards to the present, but more so the future when they listen to our conversation, Adam, I'm not going to ask you to pull out your crystal ball. When it comes to commercial real estate syndication, you're uniquely positioned as a service provider to see a breadth of operators in the space, what they are and are not doing right now. Adam, when it comes to commercial real estate syndication right now, what are the metrics that you're following with regards to the activity in the commercial real estate syndication space? Oh gosh, what a good question, actually. So there are a few metrics that we look at. There are some indicators that give us a sense for what's going on in the market. What I will tell you though, is that when interest, and it's funny because you said January 23, I actually thought you were gonna say January 22. I'm still living in last year. But so I wish I were living in last year <laughs> with some 3% interest rates. I know, right? It's like just buy some long-term loan. But that is exactly the point I was about to make. So what we noticed, depending on the month and the year and wherever we are, but we spend up hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes every month on Facebook advertising, for example, to attract accredited investors to our clients' platforms. We also do LinkedIn and Google and a whole myriad range of different kinds of advertising. But one of the first things that we noticed last year when interest rates started to go up was that the cost of acquiring an accredited investor lead on Facebook spiked. In other words, the same ad that had been running that was yielding a lead for 50 to $75 suddenly spiked to over $100, the same exact ad. Now, why did that happen? It happened because investors started to pull back. They experienced a sense of having lost money on the stock market, right? When the stock market went down, their home values were going down because interest rates were going up. Inflation was eating away at the value of their savings. Suddenly, accredited investors started to feel less wealthy than they did yesterday. So it became much harder to entice them if you want to use the term, to respond to an ad 
that said make money investing in real estate. Now, what we also found moved the needle was when we changed the narrative of the ads. And the reason that I talk about ads is because the amount of data that you can process to understand what's going on online when you do advertising is mind-blowing, right? So you can really analyze what's going on. What we discovered was by changing the narrative from earn passive income and build wealth investing in multifamily or whatever it happens to be, we changed that narrative too. We got a steal on a deal. We have one client, for example, they negotiated a 12 million on a $55 million acquisition multifamily, better than a 20% discount. And as soon as we started using that language, that they were getting a discount, that it was essentially a distress deal, we saw the cost of acquiring accredited investors come back down. In other words, what we learned was, even though investors are concerned about the economy as well they should be, particularly investing in real estate because it is high risk, what moved the needle for them and got them back to the table, to mix my metaphors, of course, was to say, invest in a steal. We got a deal with a story. Here's the story of this deal, and that's what moved the needle. So that's one key metric that we do look at, cost of acquiring an accredited investor. Because we work on an ongoing basis with dozens of the top operators in the country, some of them are really absolutely ginormous, billions and billions of assets under management. We deal also with hundreds and thousands of smaller sponsors. We also get feedback from them. In fact, Slocum, we actually ran an accredited investor sentiment survey at the end of last year. So we ran a survey and we harvested responses for this survey from accredited investors, asking them what was driving their decisions. And just to finish up that thought, one of the most important things that we discovered, and everybody on this call should take this and use this in your marketing, because it's paramount to investors, principle preservation. Investors were telling us, I will take a lower return as long as I feel comfortable, my money is safe and protected. And right? that so was end of 21 December, or 22? No, December. I'm, I'm, so I'm back to 23 now. Yeah, that was a month ago. We'll get back to the show with the first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Are you a real estate investor looking to break into the multifamily investing space? Have you heard of MFIN Con happening in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 12th through the 14th? The Multifamily Investor Nation Convention is a place to learn from over 60 high-level apartment investors while networking with more than 700 additional investors. If that's not enough for you, A-Rod, yep, Alex Rodriguez, 12-time Major League Baseball All-Star with over $700 million of commercial real estate assets, will be live and in person speaking at the event. Also speaking is the one and only Dr. Robert Cialdini, the godfather of influence and the award-winning author. I personally love his books. So be sure to secure your tickets to this live in-person event before they're gone. Go to MFINCON.com for more details. Sponsorship opportunities are also available. Visit MFINCON.com today. Use the promo code BESTEVER to get $200 off your tickets. That's MFINCON.com. So what you're saying is... Accredited investor sentiment is they are much more concerned with safety now than growth by comparison to 12 months prior. 
Absolutely, yeah. Principle preservation. Protect my money first and foremost, and then we'll chase yield and growth. Investors want to be sure their money is safe. So that's how you want to position yourself. There's all kinds of ways of doing that, obviously. Reading between the lines here, Adam, what I'm hearing you say is that accredited investors are more interested now than for the last few years in the safety of their investment. Are you also saying that advertising or marketing your deal for the discount you are getting on the property at purchase is what makes accredited investors feel safe? Not necessarily. So interesting you connect the dots there. No, so just to correct one thing, what we've noticed is an increased emphasis in safety in the last year, actually within the last six to nine months, right? So that's where it's really started to kick in as people have felt the economy is heading towards a recession. So loss aversion is a much more powerful motivator than capital gain. People don't want to lose money. And when they already feel that they have lost money because of inflation, the stock markets come down, their home prices are going down because interest rates are going up, for whatever reason, that heightens their sense of not wanting to lose, sense of loss aversion. They don't want to lose money. And that's happened within the last six to nine months, right? As interest rates have gone up. So that's number one. And then I forgot the other parts of your question. You asked about safety. So no, the point I'm making is, and the way that I think of it, it's not really a good analogy, but people always slow down to look at car crashes. Right? You notice that on the freeway. Drives you mad, you'd be in traffic for an hour. And then you suddenly realize there's nothing on your side. It's everybody's gawking at a crash on the other side. I'm not even sure why I mention that, but I always think of it when I try to give this example. People like the idea of investing in a bargain. They want bargains. So if somebody else is struggling and losing their deal to the bank, that is what animates investors to participate. So if you've got a regular run-of-the-mill deal, you're going to be fighting headwinds at the moment, downturn headwinds, to raise your capital. If you can find deals with a story, the seller had to sell, their cap expired, and suddenly now... They have to refinance. They need to pay down their equity. They can't do it. The bank's not lending as much. Interest rates have gone up. Their numbers are upside down. So they sold to us at a discount. That kind of story animates investors to act, even though they are concerned with safety. It's almost as though the idea of getting a bargain brings... I hate to say this, but trumps the idea right, of protecting their investment. That's really what moves the needle for them. And you're going to see a lot of that this year. Later this year, Q3 and Q4, there's going to be a lot of distress. There will be a short window of opportunity. A lot of people are going to lose projects, and we're seeing it already. We're seeing huge discounts on multifamily deals. We're seeing some amazing opportunities or amazing deals that should have been fine were it not for interest rates now being traded at significantly less than sponsors had intended. We're only going to see that grow over the next six to nine months throughout the rest of this year, and it'll crescendo in Q3 and four. And then as soon as the Fed pivots, 
and starts reducing rates again, there's going to be a massive explosion of investment prices will go back up. So if you're looking for bargains, Q3 and Q4 this year are going to be the time to be ready to buy them. Adam, for the sake of a hypothetical scenario, let's pretend that Gower Crowd does not exist and you're not in the industry. Mm -hmm. Speaking about myself personally, for the benefit of our listeners, I am an apartment owner operator. I have executed on some value add deals. I've taken a few small things full cycle. I have a preference for purchasing more distressed assets, forcing more appreciation faster. I know how to lead a horse to water. I know how to make sure the horse was thirsty. I'm not very good at talking about it. The marketing, the advertising of myself, the sharing of the opportunity is not in my strength zone. So eliminating the opportunity to just say hire Gower crowd. Adam, what advice do you have for me when it comes time for me to start raising capital for the deals that I'm going to be doing as they scale? I'll tell you exactly what to do. There's only one thing you need to do. And that is you've got to be authentically you, Slocum, seriously. You, you and I chatted before we started. You're very personable. You're honest. You're authentic about who you are. Here's what to do. And I suggested this earlier. Picture in your mind's eye the perfect investor. Go ahead and do that right now. Who is the ideal investor? It might be somebody already in your network. Who is that? But don't tell me. It's a rhetorical question. But picture that person in your mind's eye. Who is that person? Get a photograph of that person and put it up on your wall. And every single piece of content that you produce, written, video, emails, articles, white papers, pitch decks, everything that you produce, produce it exclusively for that perfect investor. That person, literally think about who that person is and use language that would be natural to you to communicate with that person. And I'll tell you why you need to do it that way. You may or may not remember high school math. Do you remember the bell curve? We called it the normal. You remember the bell? I see you smiling. Remember the bell curve? So here's the thing about the bell curve, right? Down the middle is the median. This is the mean is down the median, down the middle. This is where the average is. Most people are in that book. When you're online, you are communicating not with one person at a time where you need to be worried about what they think. You are communicating with millions of people all at the same time. It is strictly a numbers game. So when you think about the bell curve, if you remember on the left hand side, were all the negatives, all that negative DVS, standard deviations, negative view of what you're doing is all the way on the left-hand side. There will always be people who think you are the biggest loser they have ever seen in their life. They're always going to be there. Don't worry about them. They are on the left side of the curve. For every single one of those, on the other side of that bell curve, two, three standard deviations away, 1% less than 0.1% of all the people out there, they love everything that you say. So you have to speak to your avatar, your ideal investor. That's the only language that you should be using is to talk to your ideal investor. Why? 
because they will gravitate towards you. Don't worry about the ones that think you're a loser. You will never, ever satisfy everybody at the same time. You only need to satisfy those people who think the same way and who love everything that you say. Can't wait for you to pitch. Just like your ideal investor, because those are the people who will change your life. So that's my advice. Everything you produce, think about your investor avatar. Produce it only with them in mind. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks, just that person. And you will then attract more ideal investors. That's how it works. Adam, excellent advice, just like last time. (laughs) One quick question before we go. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Really, the best way is to just go to GowerCrowd.com, G-O-W-E-R-C-R-O-W-D, GowerCrowd.com. There's over a million words of content. <laughs> Can you imagine? I've written all that bloody content. I was before chat GPT as well. Gosh, I spent all my life writing that stuff. But it's actually very advanced and it's really good stuff. So you find a lot of content. I've got a newsletter that I put out every week. It's totally free covers the real estate syndication industry sign up for that that's how you'll reach me excellent that link is in the show notes adam thank you best ever listeners thank you as well for tuning in if you've gained value from this episode please do subscribe to our show leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who you know we can add value to through our conversation today thank you and have a best ever day Hi, Best Ever listeners. Joe Fairless here again. And one last thing before you go, would you like to receive a short weekly email with proven tips from experienced investors, free tools and resources, and a roundup of the week's most relevant news and Best Ever content? Well, if so, join the community of nearly 15,000 commercial real estate passive and active investors who receive the Best Ever newsletter. Just go to bestevercre.com forward slash access and you'll get the very next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, thank you for listening and have a best ever day.